we had a really good time. New Year's was like super, super mellow. I didn't really want to do much. I actually got invited to a party at a mansion in Vegas for New Year's. Did you also not go out on New Year's? I didn't, you know. I didn't watch the motherfucking ball drop. I was like, fuck, fuck yeah. all this. <laughs> fuck yes, dude. That shit's overrated. Hell yeah. No, well, just... on that note, let's go ahead and just jump into this, man. Sure. The stronger the grasp, the greater the distortion of perception and judgment. Trayvon, and if you don't want it, it's simple. Tell them niggas don't get in no shit. Look, fuck a cop car, I'm a rock star. Harm Jim Hendrix with a stick, bitch. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hit the Speedball Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button. If you're listening on Apple, go ahead and hit the stars. Go one, two, three, four, five, and leave a little review and let me know what you think of the show. So I've been reaching out to a lot of different people, and this one guy came on my radar, and I was like, this dude looks super badass because he tied up with hip-hop. He's got metal, punk vibes, and he plays guitar just like I do. So he's the best of both worlds, perfect for the podcast. So everybody, please welcome Echo the Savage to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. Bro, thanks for fucking swinging through here to the Khalifa Social Club. Of course. It was. It looked like so much fun. I've never been here. This place is crazy. How did you hear about it before? Uh, I heard they did some events here that went cool, and then, like, you know, um, yeah, I just, I've been knowing about this place, but not really ever got an opportunity to, to go actually. So yeah, mm. to be invited here, that's pretty tight. Awesome. Well, dude, I'm really glad to freaking bring you here because this place is super dope. It's like my home away from home. For those that you don't know, they got pool tables, a ping pong table. They got a stage TVs. They just played the Super Bowl here last night, which was a lot of fucking fun. Shit. Yeah. They had it on a gigantic screen right there. A bunch of people here fucking smoking up. They had a whole spread of food up there. It was like a potluck style. So they had a shitload of uh, food. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That halftime show was fucking lit. I actually didn't even catch it. I didn't. I got like, so I wasn't watching the first half of the game and then I was about to come here during halftime, but I didn't make it here in time. So I just ended up missing the show, but I saw all the highlights and stuff like that. So it looked pretty fucking dope. Motherfucking dream team in this bitch. The whole set. The whole set was there, bro. Oh, dude. I fucking, it it was like, once I saw what the lineup was going to be, I mean, every fucking nineties kid just came in their pants. Like it was pretty fucking lit. Yeah. The headlines about the... I mean, I, I, I didn't truthfully watch the Super Bowl. I, I watched the Super Bowl halftime show the next day before I got here. And I, I checked it out because yesterday I just read, like, headlines about, like, what they were, what was a big deal about it. And there was, like, a few articles about how Eminem was, like, kneeling, even though the NFL told him not to kneel. He went and fucking kneeled anyways. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I thought that was kind of fucking tight. But the other thing that was really cool about it was that they had so many different like bangers just woven into each other and it just kind of blows my mind to think about how many people it takes to set that fucking stage up so fast dude shout it's out, crazy shout out to my dog mookie out in vegas he does that shit too he be setting stages up in vegas and breaking nice. down, like doing all that um i got a lot of respect for those dudes these it's insane there's competitions in japan and china where these dudes are literally like how fast can they lay out the cable and like plug them in and wrap them all up? There's like a weird little Olympic set of people who just. It's do like the roadie Olympics. That's holy, pretty it, sick. Period. Yeah, you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. That's fucking dope, man. Dude, it's a crazy thing. Uh, but the fact they're able to set it all up in like literally mm-hmm. like 10 minutes and they plot it out, they plan it, they do test runs. So much 
production and execution on a macro level, dude. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It, it's it's like yeah, it's crazy. Like whenever like because I I don't I'm like I've only seen like footage of like you know previous. I didn't watch this recent one obviously, but like previous Super Bowls when you watch them run out to go set it up, it's like a bunch of freaking like spiders or like ants just like building up a colony real quick. And I like watched like the time lapse it takes freaking like you ever watch the time lapses yeah. of it? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. really sick. And it's That's just fucking, it's intimidating. Just, like yeah. like you said, there's a lot of res- I have a lot of respect for those guys too because they have to freaking set all that shit up safely all at once, and if they're running pyrotechnics, they have to have that going as well, and that's a whole other ball game. And then think of the prep that it takes to get all of that shit. Mm-hmm. I wonder when they actually start using the stadium to like like practice that stuff. It probably takes at least like a month or so oh, of dude, like rehearsal, probably like the whole half of the year, or whatever. How- just as whole. soon as they find out what the act is going to be, they're like, okay, here's how the show is going to go down. Yeah, I'd love to meet the dude who sets that shit up. I bet his mind is fucking crazy. His or her mind is nuts. But uh, the thing is, man, is it, when I see things like that, I realize, you know, it's like, man, I'm just, and here I am, just like one guy, you know, and I'm doing, I'm doing some stuff. But You're doing at, a lot, bro. Don't sell yourself short, man. <laughs> well, I guess the thing is that I've learned is that I can't do any of it without solid people. Hundred you know percent. I mean? Like well, I can. Uh, there's only so much I can do, you know, to fulfill my vision on my own. Like I can, you I can get some stuff done, and I can, you know, show people the blueprints for what I'd like, which is cool. But for me to actually, like, as an artist, be happy with some shit, like. It has to sound like how it sounds in my head. I can do most of the stuff I hear in my head, but I can't do everything that I hear in my head. (laughs) And I and I got some dudes who can really play solid fucking guitar. And you know, I I can make some cool sounds and shit, write some cool music, I guess. But like the guys that I have Brent come on, they really they take the shit that I'm, you know, set out and then they run with it in a way that first of all I could never and B that adds so much beauty to the composition. See, I always felt myself a player of like the you know, kind of the bigger side of the production seeing multiple you know elements of you know different uh, visions larger visions that are actually a culmination of several people's skill sets you nice. know visions you know what i mean so like i'm so finding, kind of like a division of labor kind of yeah or? i mean delegating to people in a natural way because exactly. because you've wanted them to be involved from the jump not like okay here's all the shit that has to get done you're gonna do this shit. No, you're I, do yeah, this, yeah, you know? yeah. I just meant like by like kind of like on their on their best attributes, right? Like you know, yeah. doing that accordingly. Yeah, piecing it together with people that you mm-hmm. can really count on count on to play their position, and uh, you know, I've definitely been able to experience what it first of all was like when you know I don't feel like I really had the right team. I had, you know, attracted some of the wrong people because, and they were nice people. They just had different missions in mind that kind of conflicted with what I was doing. And then eventually I get to this point where the people that stuck around, the people that I wanted around, not only were they adding to my vision, but I was also able to, able to help them build what they were building too. Yeah. Uh, and as a producer, really, really keeps me going to work every day. Um, is the fact that I get to do that. I get to make beautiful shit with cool, interesting people all the time. And it's different. (laughs) It's different every time, depending on who's in the room and and what they want me to do, uh, you know, to be involved in their project. But that's the great thing about working with like uh, musicians on that collaborative front is because Mm -hmm. it's like, it's almost like a puzzle. Each of these pieces are all different shapes, but then whenever you put them together, it just forms this picture. Right. You know, right. they're all these little jagged edge pieces that are all, you know, kind of these little different funky shapes. And then for some reason, 
It's like lock and key. Like, and then like a do... mosaic or something. You yeah, know? exactly. Which is this name of this band that I actually, um, I think I'm going to try out for these guys. I'm put together a, a little thing. Um, Echo the Savage is tight. I'm also going to always do that. I got a crew ready to go for that. We're getting ready to do a tour. But there's this band that, um, you know, we crossed paths somehow on Facebook or something. And now I, I'm talking to them about doing a little tryout, see if I'm the right fit for, for their music. I have actually started doing the song already. Um, I'm about halfway through it. But I'll tell you this, man, it feels good. It feels Hell really yeah. good. I love the way I'm sounding on their music. So I kind of want to keep doing it see where it goes. Hell yeah, Hopefully dude. I get the part, so wish me luck for that. But so what, what What are you going to be doing in their band, playing guitar and singing? Sing, just singing. Just singing. You know, but also comp- composing. The, it sounds to me like from what I've talked to them about, they're pretty collaborative, so they're very welcoming to the fact that I would probably bring sets of songs and ideas. You know? Fuck yeah. So, and that's um, so important, too, whenever you're in a music project. like It's it's really hard whenever you deal with all, like, a super like stubborn person that doesn't want to have that collaborative, creative effort, you know, whenever someone's the quote-unquote leader. Like, sure. It's like that's always like such a fucking tough thing to deal with in bands that I've been in in the past. Right. I think it's just understanding the roles, man. Um, for instance, with Echo the Savage, the reason why I'm a solo act is because nobody's going to care more about that shit than me because it's my fucking music. People oh, that yeah. respect me and fuck with me, they're going to work on it with me. And we're also going to have an arrangement where I can fuck with them on their stuff and really bring beauty and creativity mm. to their music and their vision, help them exact their creative ambition. Yeah. And if that means just, you know, in some cases it just means as a singer or whatever, I just bring what I do, you know, but I think it, in the ways that matter most, as long as you understand that, you know, the, the delegation and the communication happens in a way that makes sense for people. You know, I would never want to be that guy that has a band that he doesn't pay and they don't get taken care of and they all just get fucked. But yeah. if somebody wants to get hired, they got to do a good job at playing the parts. They got to show up and you know play the music. And if they do a good job at that, the most basic shit, you know, then we can build from there and a lot of other things mm-hmm. can happen. But, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about because, you know, as a kid, I was in tons of bands and they all broke up for various reasons and some of them, uh, some of the people from some of the bands I still talk to, but I guess what it was for me is that I really only just wanted to depend on what I could do because I was just faced with the same problem over and over again of not having visions that align very specifically with Amen. other people. You know? Amen, bro. So I found a way to delegate it and do it in a business style that still shows most people mm-hmm. not only that I respect them, but also like I want to work with them in a way that makes sense. You know? Yeah, definitely. So. Well, and you tacked on a really good point whenever you like kind of came to a realization that, you know, nobody really cares about your vision as much as you do. And that's something that's a really, really hard thing for a lot of people to come to terms with, because that was something I had to come to terms with as well when it came to this podcast. That's one of the reasons why it's just kind of a one man circus act. I do everything all myself. I do all the recording, all the editing, all the booking, everything like that is all done by myself. And it's because it's really hard to share those collaborative visions. And once I have the like, you know, the money rolling in and be able to like pay people to run the camera and stuff like that you know that's whenever all that stuff will start coming in but right now you know it's just kind of a one-man circus act well you're doing a fantastic job i wouldn't change a fucking thing oh thank you this this, this is just a really easy conversation to have and like you said if it was uh all lights camera action yeah, you, know, you do lose a little bit of the authenticity of the moment, I think. Yeah. So, you know, I like this kind of vibe here. Everything looks fun and like, it's just like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's all metal in here. It's just a cool vibe. I don't know how to explain it, but y'all Thank are going to have to use your imagination. That. I appreciate I that a lot, bro, because this but here at the Khalifa Social Club, man, they're amazing. They're amazing. And they've been really, really big supporters of the podcast for a really long time. Over at the inside the dispensary in the lobby, when I was doing video, they would play the freaking video there in the lobby and shit and it was really dope i'd walk into the dispensary you know with a mask on and i see like four or five people watching me on tv while i'm just kind of chilling there about to go buy my weed and that was always a really cool thing and it was thanks to the social club well, damn dude we should do that again that shit sounds tight <laughs> it was, i want to do that again fuck it, what i said earlier let's make this shit big bro let's go all the way i'm down for that bro i'm down for that man because i have a big visions for this show because it's good it's a great it's a great balance because it's a cannabis related podcast which we'll get in all the cannabis talk here in a second mm-hmm. but then it's also kind of a bridge between the cannabis world and the rest of the world and i i'm the type of person that can kind of get along and talk to everybody so i like just meeting interesting people and smoking weed and drinking coffee or whatever you know that's why it's the hip speedball podcast (laughs) sounds easy to me (laughs) exactly right so one thing i do like to get from everybody on the show is i like to get their first experiences with cannabis so tell me about the first time you ever got high man Uh, i was 12 it was out of a pop can and i didn't get high the first time i smoked it okay so what about the next time Whenever you first had that experience where you were like, damn, this is for uh, me. I got it out of a plastic little sandwich bag back when it was illegal <laughs> from my friend's older sister. You roll it up and lick the bag and stick it. <laughs> and this time, it was also out of a pop can, like a jolt can. I don't a know. Jolt. I thought, yeah, I don't thought. No, yeah, so I'm already hyped up on caffeine. I just think of freaking Wayne's World. It's like I'm, I think I've had too much jolt cola. I mean, I'm in my. Yeah, I'm kind of like. In my, we're, I'm in my drummer's backyard, and we're all kind of like standing in a circle. The sun is shining super hard on me at this moment. I take a rip, and, a rip, and I, I get nice and high. But then I like held it in, and I accidentally like asphyxiate myself. My conscious starts closing in like an elevator door, and I just like, <laughs> I fucking fall backwards and on my ass. And they're like, "Dude, are you okay, bro?" I'm like, "Yeah." And it's like, "Don't do that again, bro." <laughs> Don't do that again, bro. <laughs> you gotta try to do this, fuck, dude. What happened? So that was my first experience with weed. And you think that that would like stop me from smoking weed, but that was the beginning of a a never ending love affair. We've been on and off, me and Mary Jane. Hey, me too, man. For like a I while. Mean, yeah, we we I like I have like a couple breaks that I've gone on in my life that were a couple years long, and then I didn't really smoke. Like when my daughter was first born, I wasn't oh. consuming until she was like almost a year old. Shit, and, I feel. And yeah. so, and I'm really glad that I wasn't because I was able to focus on a lot of different things. I worked a lot whenever I was uh, whenever she was like a, like a baby because I was doing the single dad thing for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. So I was mostly doing that, but then I started smoking again. And luckily, whenever you do take those long breaks, your tolerance isn't nearly like what it is. And then whenever you take that hit, it's just like, feels like the first time. Dude, I get way too ripped. Last, not this Christmas, but last Christmas, I was a goddamn family embarrassment. I brought my brother, my brother-in-law, uh, what do you call it? This uh, bong. It was like a Rick and Morty bong I got him for Christmas. Nice. So he insisted we christen it, you know, for Christmas sake. Exactly. Ceremonial purposes. I took you know? one bong rip, but I hadn't smoked like pretty much all year. And, you know, because I'd just been like super grinding. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that shit smacked me. And, like, it was the DVD, <laughs> the DVD of my life was skipping. It was like I took fucking. That's fucking hilarious. It was like, no, it was like, it was like God yelled at me. 
It was. <laughs> you've ever done one of that uh, salvia? No, I never took salvia, but I know it a lot felt about like it. salvia, dude. Where I was just like, Ugh. bro, um, no, like I started sweating profusely. I had to sign my niece and nephew's birthday presents, and it was like I was using my left hand. I couldn't fucking write anything. Anyway, so I got way, way, way too high. Oh, as, shit. <laughs> as it, and I wish I could say this is the first time it's happened, but no, that I have happens. a tendency to get way high. And there's a lyric in my song warning people about I have this song on how I know. And one of the lyrics is, I've got a problem getting too high with you. Because when I'm around people I'm comfortable with, I like to smoke. And then like if I haven't smoked in a while, like I'll get way too high. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I've had like a steady... Steady kind of like, I quit smoking the nicotine pens. I don't do that anymore. Good. Good for you. That good fucking for you. was hard as fuck. So don't ever do those flavored nicotine mm-hmm. disposables. I, really, I spent 3000 bucks on them last year. Shit. So I was like, hell that's, no. Yeah, We're not doing this. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. But I had to switch to some shit. So now I'm back on these little weed pens. Nice. You know? Did you want to hit this? Fuck yeah. This what is some got? OG Kush from Real McCoy. I promise I won't. Shout out to the peeps here at Khalifa, hooking that up. Yeah. This one, this one is, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to take a little baby hit. We'll see. Yeah, that, that little, little bubbler thing. Oh, so, so, sometimes is it sticks. Shit? Yeah, about? Oh. yeah, it does. There you go. It just kind of sticks. You just kind of got to rock it a little bit sometimes. That's pleasant. Is that nice? It is. OG Kush is my favorite strain. So, dude, how how long? What, when did you get started in music? How old were you, man? I I grew up with the piano in my house. All my family was like pretty musical. Nice, um, hell yeah! I was born in the Philippines, and a lot of people in the Philippines are, you know, super into music. It's kind of like really one of the livelihood. Yeah, it's like you know they got nurses and musicians, and how you make money in the Philippines is you get the fuck out of the Philippines and you go do one of those things. So wow, yeah, I had no idea. So nurses and musicians, uh huh. That's tours, crazy. Touring musicians for people who want to go on Asian tours and stuff like that, you know. It's always Is performance there a history always, behind that? Well, just performance has always been in, you know, Filipino heritage ever even even since before they were invaded by Spain and you know, it's just part of our culture. Yeah, there's a there's a, a lot of uh just uh first of all there's like seven over 7,000 islands in the Philippines. And there's enough water between some of them where, you know, certain cultures develop never, ever fucking even see each other or have met each other because of how dense the forest is. It's like, so Philippines is just a culmination of so many different tribal cultures condensed into one area, separated by little small miles of How many islands did you say? Like over 7,000. Holy shit. Yeah. There's 7,000 islands in the Philippines? Yeah. I had no idea about that, actually. I feel yeah. so uncultured. That's so there, crazy. There's this thing called the Ring of Fire, right? And it's like where all the so volcanoes... I, yeah, I know the yeah. Ring of Fire for volcanoes. So a buttload of those volcanoes are right there from like the, you know, Indonesia, oh, Philippines, yeah. Thailand. It's all mm. pretty much just volcanic islands. Oh, that's crazy. In fact, there's a... That's why I became an American citizen is like a volcano erupted and my family was evacuated. My mom and dad had met in the military, so mm-hmm. we got flown out so <laughs> literally <laughs> magma melted up my my old house the, that's the first house i ever crazy. lived in it's crazy how old were you i was an infant 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't remember any of that whole mm-hmm. process? Yeah. Now, first memories are in Austin, Texas, and uh, I've been going back there a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister lives out there. It's been pretty tight. Um, There's a lot of music stuff happening out there. Austin's popping right now with a lot. <sighs> so tight, dude. Yeah. Like there's so stand up comedy with music with everything. Yeah. Shout out my boy Chris Rogers. He painted the gas works, that comedy theater out there. Man, nice. I saw Freddie Gibbs there. I saw um, so many dope people. I saw. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe there. Nice. I love Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> dude, I felt so blessed to be in the room there. It was crazy. That would be awesome, dude. Uh, Chris, damn. Was, it a, was it a Kill Tony episode? Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, kill, uh, and then he did this act with this other dude. Uh, it's also pretty funny. Um, I wish I could remember his name, but I was up there um, just watching him and like Freddie, and they're all like having literally the best times of their lives, just fucking around up there. It was a cool space to be in. That's it was awesome. everything. Hell yeah! Yeah. So shout out to Chris Rogers for shout out Chris putting, Rogers. Yeah, he's a dope artist, by the way. He's so sick. You get him on the podcast, art. Chris. If you're hearing this, freaking let's get oh, you yeah. on the show. That oh, would yeah, be dope. Oh yeah, he's talking about flying up here. You know. Oh so. hell yeah! Well, I also do distance episodes too. So. Oh really? You oh can yeah. Do that? Oh yeah, sick. for sure, definitely. I like to have all kinds of people on the show, man. Anybody yeah. that I find interesting i'm just like yeah, hey dude, let's, this let's guy has painted recent as of late uh he just painted joe rogan and dave Chappelle and tony hinchcliffe that's Freddie awesome Gibbs. like guys on, the guy's on a roll I, lo- I have such mad respect for artists because i'm like my art comes from writing and music and anybody that can do hand drawing art i'm so envious of that like i cannot i can't draw to fucking save my life or paint or anything for sure yeah, not to tell too much of his story, but, you know, he fucking worked real hard to be where he is. You know nice. what I mean? And then just to watch him actually kill it and make it and do what Isn't he wants Isn't that so to do. cool to see? When Fuck you just, yeah, When you dude. see your friend just grinding away, then you just watch them freaking climb up. It's, it's such yeah, an awesome dude. fucking sight. And it boosts my motivation as well. It lets you know that this fucking life ain't hopeless and that there's worth mm-hmm. a day. You can do it if you want to. Yeah, most definitely, yeah. man. And so what's your what, what instruments did you really start flocking to the most? Was it guitar at first it was piano at first and then you know i had a handful of lessons as a little kid you know nothing really stuck enough but what did was the uh, desire to like hear different melodies and fuck with shit till i came mm-hmm. up with something nice and then you know i got a little laptop started recording it putting drums and you know uh i hung out with guitar players that were pretty good I wasn't a guitar player at all. So, you know, a okay. little bit of their okay guitar. Like I, I just got okay at guitar enough. I got okay at a bunch of instruments to the point where I really felt like my actual skill was to create a song rather than be the best guitar player or be the best singer or be even mm. the best singer or, um, you know, whatever. It was all just about trying to paint a picture you know a lot like i compare myself to my buddy chris in a lot of ways because like i'm doing the same thing with audio that's all i really care about all i really give a damn about is how the art comes together and if it speaks to me when it's done and if it feels like it's gonna speak to me then maybe it'll speak to them too if it does fucking awesome if it doesn't you know it's more for me than it is for them but i hope they like i like it, that you know? i like that i'm a bit of an audio freak myself so i could definitely i could tell when i listened to some of your stuff i was like oh this this guy knows exactly what he's doing you know your your production quality is fucking top notch bro you definitely have an ear for that stuff and you're singing blew my mind bro like you are a fantastic fucking singer so what what do you what do you do to like keep your vocals in you know in shape i mean i don't know nothing i don't know i really (laughs) look man i wish i'm not one of these dudes that's like highly regimented like i do what i do i just get better at what i do because i do it enough to get better at it and it's no magic to it it's just you want to get you i i it's more of like 
I developed a, kind of like a way to stop so much just mimicking other singers and try to figure out what it is to sound like me, you know? Mm-hmm. And ever since I did that, um, you know, I, I was lucky to have just a little bit of training and skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had had some vocal coaches and some training that just made it easier to do what I wanted to do with my voice, but the ideas were always there, and I think it was just more about trusting myself to exact my own vision without worrying about much else. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of where it came from, and I was really fucking bad at screaming, and I was really fucking bad at singing and everything that I did at first. And I just kept doing it till I didn't suck so bad. You know, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna put that as a quote. I just kept doing it until I didn't suck so bad. You know, and I then, love that. You know, but it's like you know Tony Hawk when you're like you're like putting the, the stats on your skateboarder. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. But it was just very. I would kept on putting little stats on each little bits of knowledge I felt like I would need to understand. Ooh, a little yeah. stat a about the yeah. Get my little industry game up. Get my little knowledge up right here. Learn how this software works. Oh, you want to be a singer? Well, probably should have a good microphone. What does that look like? How do you do that? Mm. And then figure out how to do these things that support what I'm actually trying to do. Uh, enough to the point where you know now I can do it for myself and for other people because. Um, I like it enough to keep doing it. It's really fun. Um, it's not a bad way to live. I think I would only ever get frustrated if there was like a project that wasn't working. You know what I mean? Oh, For I know. Whatever, yeah. You know, we run into those things, but I'd rather have frustrations like that than, you know, other things that you could be frustrated about. There are worse problems to have, but um, I'm just glad that I... I, I, I got it together now man it was, it's been crazy you know i just moved into a new fucking studio dude it's crazy yeah this place is sick tell me about it man oh, dude well first let me tell you a sad story i'm gonna point this um, down just a little bit about a sorry about nine months ago this nirvana cover band comes in the guy is a commercial real estate agent the drummer and he's like oh yeah so you hear the buildings getting knocked down i was like what building your building i was like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was a bad day. Anyways, uh, I was like, you know, trying to figure out what was going down, if the rumors were true and all that, you know. And um, turns out they were. And now I'm at the tail end of moving out all my shit out of the space that I built three, three and a half years ago or so. I sank about 30 grand into just the infrastructure alone and, you know, probably another couple more you know a lot more on just the equipment side and the stuff that i was using and shit just like so i mean things worked out in the end but in this moment i was in mad distress i was like what the fuck am i gonna do Mm. i played this game where you know you can create a small business and um you can win at that and then even when you win they you they you lose it's like monopoly when you pull a stupid ass card sends you to jail or something you know what i mean Mm. and you know, it was a weird place to be in. You know, I felt like, okay, I tried really hard to get here and then it didn't work out. And I just had to talk myself out of that negative mindset and say, hey, actually, things are good. I already knew I wasn't going to stay at that spot forever. And now I have an opportunity to build something even bigger and better. And the guys that I'm hooking up with now, like they're, um, they've already started to build this pretty fucking awesome space. And I'm super excited to come in and work with them teamed up with these guys uh, pretty much just popped up out of nowhere in the last year or so um, they're called Red Recording Studios shout out to them um, mm. that sounds we, familiar yeah they're like right down the street from my studio Brave and Fortune Recording Studios right down the street from and then this guy recognized me at a party he's like hey you're Echo the Savage and I'm like 
yeah, what's up? And then we ended up chatting, and then they're like, uh, we got a studio. So I went and checked it out, and now, you know, we got that stuff going on. We're going to be building something tight, and um, it's going to be really a, a good day today because I get to finish doing that. Hell um, yeah, man. And, and, man, like this new spot, like I'm just going to be really happy about how things sound in there uh, and the, just the quality that I'm going to be able to do. I got a little photo studio as well in the same location that I'm going to be opening up to. I'm within the month, so business as usual. We just got to take a week off and just get this tight so we can keep it going. But That's so awesome, man, yeah. that you're just upgrading and upgrading and upgrading, upgrading your meeting, all these amazing people. And your story is really important for people to hear, too, because there's so many, like, you know, like bedroom musicians that are freaking wanting to be in your position right now. So what do you think kind of, like, helped you the most whenever you had those moments, whenever you didn't want to push forward anymore? What was it that kind of kept you going? The alternative is worse. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot, man. Would you rather spend your time doing something you like doing or something that you hate doing? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Fuck your feelings. Yeah, right. How do you feel? How do you want How do you want to feel? Exactly. You know? Yeah. What and choices do you want to make? Because they're going to be made for you if you don't make them yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm not, I'm not built for the nine to five life myself, so I totally feel that. Definitely, man. man like, you know? it's just, it's not, it's just definitely not for me. I'm the type of person where I need to, I need to make my own way. Plus, whenever you finally bridge out of that mindset you know you start to realize that you've been fucked the whole time and you've just been getting middled this whole time you know and then you just you know and there's some people that need that but then there's some people that can make their own schedule and they can keep themselves going and everything like that well sometimes there's just people that you know they like that type of lifestyle and i can't hate them for it you know no for sure definitely and that's just the life that they want to live like my little sister just got married she just got a house in vancouver she's popping right now Mm -hmm. she's doing a great job at her job she has a nine to five and they kick ass her and her husband both compete for the best you know position you know every week and they're they have fun and they're awesome but you know i could never you know Mm -hmm. i'm not built like that no definitely my my thing is like i have a kid and everything but i'm still not I, i i I've noticed that every time that I've been in a position to where I'm kind of making my own schedule, I'm able to make my own way and stuff. That's whenever my family thrives the most. But then when I am trying to pursue that nine to five life, that's whenever things kind of start to fall by the wayside. Plus I like to have a lot of time to be able to spend with my kid. So I try to find ways to be able to make as much money as I can, you know, in in all the different ways that I possibly can. And luckily I have a lot of skills to offer because I spent my entire, I'm only 31. So I spent my entire twenties just building my communication and my people skills and then everything like that, not knowing how valuable they're actually going to be into my thirties Damn, and just kind of building those attributes and those skills is so important for people to do because if you just grind away, just, you know, doing just kind of monotonous stuff, then you're going to end up wasting so much time instead of building something that could end up pushing for the future. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to, to end up just getting wrapped up in some shit that's wasting your time. Yeah. So easy. It's easy. So you never think it could happen to you until it does. You're like, wait, what the fuck am I doing right now? Mm -hmm. Why am I here? I gotta go home. What time is it? And then you start adding up all the hours that you've wasted and then you're just like, Hmm. fuck. That ain't gonna work for me. (laughs) No way. Hell no. (laughs) Exactly, man. How old are you if you don't mind me asking? I'm 31. Oh, dude, no shit. Shit, that's what's up. When's your birthday? Uh, November. Oh, 4th. nice. Yeah, August yeah, 7th, man. Because yeah. I did like um, 
Scorpio is what they say. What your birthday is November fourth? Huh? Your birthday is November fourth. Yes. That's yeah. crazy. That's my cousin's birthday. And you know what's really weird is you remind me a lot of him. That's crazy. That's a trip to me. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. And did you do anything fun for your birthday? Did I do anything fun for my birthday? Yeah, I had a little little get down, little private function. Hell yeah. It was a little sick ass little vibe too. Thanks to my homeboy J Mac. He helped me nice little spot. Last minute we were literally we were just like the night before. I was like Fuck it, I should have a party, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fuck it. Let's go. That's what's so, up, man. So we did. I took some cool pictures. I haven't posted shit on my Instagram wall, but that's the literally the last square on my Instagram wall. It's just me vibing. Had some fun times. Took some pictures. It's always the, the best homies. time when you forget to post on Instagram, though. Like, yeah. those are always the best times is when you forget to post or when you forget to take pictures at all. Yeah. Like, those are always the best moments. Well, for me, I'm weirdly obsessed with, like, taking photos and portraits. Like, that's one of my things is that... Uh, at the studio that I made, I do a lot of like media development stuff, kind of artist okay. promotion, crossover stuff. Sometimes nice. people have the music and they need to figure out the image. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I help I help people produce that. That's awesome. Um, so I like to like fuck around with that. A lot of my friends that came through, they're artists and stuff. And, you know, they like fucking with that type of shit, too. Nice. I'm so. just notorious for forgetting about my phone or like forgetting. <laughs> like my mom will be like, hey, take pictures of like, you know, Juniper doing this. And I'm just like, oh, OK. And then I'll end up completely fucking forgetting that my phone is even in my pocket <laughs> like the whole time that we're there. I need to get better at it, especially as I'm trying to build the podcast up and everything, because like you, you said, people know the music and they want to put a face to it. But mine's kind of people know the voice, but not really people know much about myself right. most people just kind of know the voice and everything i gotta get a lot better at that though yeah i also think it's just kind of being in the right place at the right time and just kind of getting getting sick with the whole thing you know by that i mean digitally it's like right now thing the, the thing is tiktok right so i mean i guess i've been trying to figure out how to get i have never really been motivated to like want to do tiktok shit but I talked to my homegirl about it, and she basically spelled it out. She was like, yo, it's actually a pretty popping way to be creative, and if you can figure out the algorithm, get a lot of people to know about your shit pretty fast, you know? Yeah, so, I need to start utilizing TikTok myself because I'm not on there at all. It's just gotten to that point, you know? Yep, exactly. You can only swim against the current for so long. Yeah. <laughs> no, me, I'm going to do no dances and shit. No, 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 no. I think we're already well past that, though, with yeah. TikTok, because a lot of people just use it to grow their business in various ways. But I'm yeah. trying to utilize TikTok for my own benefit as well but it's just it's I'm just I'm very like I was before I started the podcast I was very much just kind of in the shadows like I was not on social media for years I only started the Instagram when I started the podcast I didn't sure. even have an Instagram beforehand so I'm learning I'm new at all of this shit so it's just it's it's like you mentioned earlier whenever it's like a skill that you just do enough times until you don't suck at it anymore it's one of those things i just still really suck at it so right. i'm just in my like beginning stages of all that social media stuff but i'm picking it up i mean the the podcast has you know like 1200 followers which is pretty cool for less than 100 posts it's sick well you know i mean it's just going to get better for me i Thank started you. like when I, when i ended up getting signed to sony i i started using all their uh and networking and other people that just do that shit way better than me. For me, 
marketing is also one of those things. It gets to a gray area of my life where I'm like, am, am I really good at marketing? Or is there somebody who went to marketing school and is sick at marketing that can just do this? Right. <laughs> Be friends with that guy. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. So, you know, I mean, I talk to these people and I learned so much from them. So it's super nice to work with people like that, man. How did you get signed to Sony anyway, man? Well, it's a weird one. You know, I actually was getting looked at for a reggaeton song that I produced. Um, and then they were looking at that for a minute and then they kind of discovered that I can do some other stuff too um, and I ended just I ended up just making friends with uh, the representative that uh, came out and you know gave me an opportunity That's to so meet him cool. so you know um, he came through checked it out and uh, after we got to know each other a little bit better it just uh, ended up working out you know so um, ever since then it's just been you know, it's been a weird road because, you know, like what happened is COVID like happened like right after that, like mm. hardcore, like right after. So it was just like, that's crazy. Yeah. So you haven't really got a chance to fully like yeah. experience like that whole thing yet. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, it's like, you know, there's a lot that just like you know, couldn't happen for safety. For sure. Reasons, definitely. You know? fucking, of course, I get it. But now, like, you know, things are starting to balance out to some degree and, uh, um, seems like things it. are yeah i mean i don't know what the future holds but seem things seem to be like kind of balancing out in a weird way plus so. every time we think it's going to go one way it just ends up going a different way so we never really fully know when this shit's gonna start going yeah. back to normal it's changed a lot of things mm-hmm. you know including you know um what happened you know with uh, the current lay of the land you know a lot of businesses not being able to survive oh my god i know i can't even believe my business survived that's crazy that worked out but like the thing was now the building's getting knocked over because they want to turn the whole place into condos so i mean i don't know somebody was telling me that the infrastructure isn't even there to support that many people moving into the area like the roads there's not enough of them or and all this just like you know, you know what I'm saying yeah like, no for sure definitely wise no like, and it makes perfect sense because I mean if you just keep building up like you have to understand that you have a certain infrastructure that's able to withstand a certain population like in if you know you keep building condos upon condos upon condos and apartments upon apartments and upon apartments and you just have all these just like that that all these people compact into one area you know it's just it's a recipe for disaster in my eyes because humans aren't meant to be live in that close quarters to one another and then also we're in the midst of this you know fucking cyber industrial revolution right now oh the metaverse fucking whole thing that's crazy that's insane man like that's like i should have bought some bitcoin damn i should have invested in the coin yeah i got i got i got i guess scored pretty well on some crypto i was pretty excited about that i got in early enough on shiva so i was able to score pretty well on that and then a couple other ones too sick yeah i was really happy talk to me about that because I don't know shit about that. <laughs> so, so basically I got it when it was a, because right now it's still like a fraction of a penny. Uh-huh. And so, um, and I still own a lot of them. And so like once, uh, whenever it was even less, because it was still had like two zeros before, like it had two two more zeros than it was right now. And then I purchased an amount and then basically my investment like quintupled, like more than quintupled. And so you just have to buy whenever it's just really low. I don't know much about it myself. I kind of just rolled the dice because my friend was like, yo, you can buy millions upon millions of shares of this with this amount of money. And I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. And then next thing it's like, it's just cool to own millions of something. I just, I've never owned millions of anything except for like rice. 
That's about it. <laughs> it's like, is there a million rice? I don't know. How many a, is in a bag? It's from a Mitch Hedberg joke. Oh. He's like, I like to eat rice when I want a million of something. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a great one. That's a good one, man. I love Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, he's great. One of my favorite jokes of his was, it's like, one time I saw a forklift lip up a crate full of forks, and it was way too literal. <laughs> glasses <laughs> I just remember great. his glasses mm-hmm. but I don't know much about crypto I just kind of got in early that, 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 I think that's just, it's like any stock you just kind of get in early and then you just kind of hold it because the longer you hold it the more the value will go up the more people that are selling it the value starts to decrease right and so you just kind of have to pay attention to everything like right now I can check where Shiba's at right now as of this moment at like two o'clock in the afternoon on this date February 14th. I keep mm-hmm. forgetting it's Valentine's Day. All right. Shiba Inu coin. Where are you at? So I got to freaking go all the way on coin market cap, and they've been moving it towards the bottom for some reason lately. There it is. Yeah. So right now, it's that's how much it is per share. That's. So it's all those very, very, very small number. And then when I was there, there was like two more zeros on that. And then this was like down at like, like one something. So it was like really fucking tiny. And then it just ended up just going. And then luckily if it ever, if I mean, it it would like actually be like fiscally impossible for it to reach a dollar because there's not enough money in the world (laughs) that would actually be able to supply that much. Because there's like like a quadrillion of them in circulation right now. There's something like something fucking massive. There's literally not enough money in the world for it. But I think it's going to end up being some sort of currency in the metaverse. I think that's how it's going to end up transcribing. Currency in the metaverse is a crazy thing. It's not going to be. It's it's going to happen, and that's where NFTs are going to end up going. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to go down to L.A. and do talk to these people that are going to do like a four dimensional virtual reality version of a music video with me. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm going to design it. It's going to be fucking sick. That's dude. fucking dope, man. Yeah, I got some fun ideas. You won't hear about them here, but yeah. No, I got coming. you. That metaverse shit's going to be crazy because like I said, that's exactly where all those freaking NFTs are going to be going. Yeah, I guess it's going to be like you can download the video at some point and, and like, you know, some sort of like art gallery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Art, digital art gallery. Thing. That's basically yeah. what it's going to end up being yeah. is like you own like little pieces of art for your metaverse home or whatever. And then you have all these different NFTs that you've purchased, whatever it's going to be. And then those things are probably going to end up evolving too. And it'll turn into like, like it'll be like skins on video games that you buy, like different outfits. Uh-huh. And then that's what NFTs will be in like the metaverse, I think. Yeah. It'll be like clothes that you buy and shit like that for your avatar character or whatever the fuck they're going to be called. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a whole new world. I, I got uh, my niece and nephew a Oculus Rift for mm. Christmas. I fucked so, with one of those before. Those are a lot of fun. The Oculus 3 is what I got them. And then... Um, I couldn't wear it, man. It was just too much. I I, I, I tried to play some games, and I just got like, car sick, dude. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It, right. it can be a little intense, but it's just, I like the concept of just being like, you know, in the whole, mm-hmm. see you later. I just like the concept of being kind of like in that whole, you know, like different space. Like there was one where I put it on that I was actually just like sitting there like at the International Space Station. Like that was really fucking dope. It is tight as fuck, especially like the... Like, even right before, they have this Netflix app where you're, like, sitting in, like, a cabin watching a Netflix movie. 
Whoa. Yeah, it's weird. That's like, trippy. If you look around, it's like you don't just see it. You're not just like faced with the movie. You're in a living room, a digital living room watching the movie. That's crazy. It's super weird. And you're just like sitting there. And yeah. You're just going to be like, I'm going to go watch this movie on the moon. <laughs> you're right. just chilling there. You're just freaking in like a space suit. And there's a gigantic movie screen on there. And you have a right. bunch of other people. It's like a drive-in movie on the moon. Yeah. Um, they say if you keep wearing the VR, then you'll eventually like your eyes will get used to it. But yeah, my equilibrium was fucked. Dude. See, I wouldn't want to give myself enough time for that because <laughs> like I don't know, I like it. I like it on the outside world. I like nature. I like being outdoors. I like that kind of stuff. I feel like that's going to become less and less popular as time goes on. Well, people get out there when it starts to get nice. I think that's the one thing about around here is we at least get so much rain that when we do get a day of sunlight, we're fucking all over it. That's the weather's actually been pretty tight. That is a solid tight. point. Yeah. The weather's, the weather's been, been pretty warm lately. I've been, been feeling lit. it. My yeah. kid's been able to freaking go out and ride her bike and shit, which oh. is really awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love whenever she's able to do that. She's pretty much like a normal kid, like from like what, when we were younger. She mm-hmm. still goes out and rides bikes with her friends, and she doesn't spend much time on the screens anymore. She's just yeah. kind of out doing her thing. As soon right. as she gets home, she just wants to do her homework, get a snack, and get the fuck outside. And yeah. then she's pretty much out until dark. <laughs> and, we just, and then she's just out doing her just thing like throwing with her friends. sticks and stuff. Just riding bikes, riding, riding scooters, bikes, yeah. playing games. Like, she'll always come in and tell me what she was fucking doing and stuff like that. And just, you know, she's a really dope kid. I'm really, really blessed to have a, a daughter like her because she's, oh, man, she so doesn't, sweet. she doesn't take a, she doesn't take her friend's shit, which is really awesome because oh. if her friends try to be all like dramatic and shit they'll be like well you're not my friend anymore and she literally said okay i'll see you later mm. she said i'll see you tomorrow bud and then she just walks away yeah. yeah she's super badass man yeah my friend brought her kid to the studio yesterday um he wanted to play all the instruments he's like nice. three years old so we played some drums and we play yeah, oh was, i saw that video actually <laughs> yeah that was cool he, he was he's a cute kid he uh, i feel really bad for him because he's got a medical condition um but uh, he's getting through it and he can't really like eat food and it sucks. Oh, super poor fucking guy. sad. He's the cutest fucking thing. Makes me want to cry. But um, yeah, he's a good kid and um, yeah, he is very musical. I hope he gets into music. I told him, Mom, I was like, you need to get this kid into music. Yeah, definitely. He was doing it himself. That's so cool, man. I love it when yeah. you see that little spark in a kid when they're getting into music at such an early age because yeah. I was like, I was like that too. I remember when I was young, I had a little fucking Fisher Price guitar. With me, and I just used to fuck around with it. And then I got into orchestra, and then I started playing guitar after that. And then I was, uh, I played viola at first, but my daughter, she's really into music too. She likes to fuck around on the piano. She has a ukulele that she messes around with, and I've taught her a couple chords, and she can play a little bit of it. She's very, very musical, and she loves to sing too, actually. Because her biological mom is actually a as much as she's a shitty parent, she's a fantastic singer. Damn. And I can't, I can't deny that. For like real. she is fucking fantastic singer. I remember the first time I heard her, my jaw literally dropped. Damn. Like she has a very like raspy, jazzy kind of like Adele sounding voice. Damn. Yeah. Very, very good singer. And my daughter, she has an ear for pitch. She got, she yeah, got she that. has it. Like she'll actually like, cause one of her favorite bands is the offspring uh-huh. and she'll freaking sing and she'll match Dexter's voice like in the car and if she's off key she'll correct herself like oh, it's yeah. it's really cool to listen to the, the kid she was like the, the the kid was like um he uh he sang the abc's like the most on pitch i ever heard i was like a kid saying i was like damn okay that's he just awesome. did abcdefg like perfect pitch i was just like 
That's yeah, awesome. This kid, this kid three years old. I was like, let's go. That's so cool. No, man, it was cool. Um, speaking of like, you know, the youth and having programs for youth, like when I was a kid, I didn't have like a whole lot of support like that for that type of shit. I, I just, I don't know. I didn't feel like I was ever really understood in my youth for like what I was trying to do musically. And to, I had to, re- I was, I had to really make some noise to be able to do it before I was able to get really? it. Really? I mean, I, I just didn't really feel like that. Um, and I always like, I, I feel like it's really important to have, um, support for, for that type of thing. It is. It's, and so I gotta, you know, give my, give a shout out to, uh, Andre Middleton from friends of noise. I've been doing some stuff with him. Uh, I mastered and uh, recorded, um, this project recently, um, and uh, it's a pretty awesome project of uh, a lot of up-and-coming rappers and their youth that are all coming together on, on one song. It's it's a really unique kind of, like, uh, positive cypher, you know, that's about, like, you know, some. it's just got some good energy to it. Um, nice. Shout out to Lisa Vasquez for making a sick-ass beat for it, too. Nice. But um, I got to come in and, uh, you know, work on that project with them, um, so... Uh, actually going to be dropping out their master tomorrow so um i'm super excited about that project because it's uh it's definitely a showcase of what can happen when um you know, the city comes in and help people actually come together support community arts especially for the youth you know and provide yeah. a place for that to happen so you know it was a really cool project to be a part of i'm super freaking honored to like even be able to contribute in any way so that's really cool man that's really cool who's on that jay prodigy um a revolution uh some uh some other people are on there too you'll have to check that out i'll definitely check it out for sure um and then, oh yeah, I got a fun little song coming out with uh, my boy Scooter Rogers and my other. Shout out to Scooter Rogers, um, fucking big family from the Hippie Speedball. And then I got <laughs> another song coming out with the uh, uh, with oh Avery's also on that track that Scooter's on. But then I also got another song coming out Avery pretty soon too. I'm busy, I'm, I'm about to be dropping a whole whole record. I got Lee from Born of Osiris on the record. Nice. I got tons of little weird, happy, cool little perks or Easter eggs, as they like to That's call That's fucking sick, man. Yeah, so. Congratulations, bro. I love that. So when you're sitting down to write a song, man, what's your creative process like? Oh, damn. It just depends what day it is and how I feel. I'm like a guy who does a lot of different types of music all the time. Um, and it's just like when I get a chance to write a song myself, I mean, sometimes it just starts from throwing sounds together and you know, programming some drums and bass and mm. putting guitar over it and seeing seeing what works, seeing what fits. Sometimes I have, you know, certain music I want to start writing vocals to and then really just kind of envisioning what happens next. Collaborating with people that trust me with their art usually works pretty well. I've been working with this dude, Andrew Dodge, recently. Nice. Um, he's a guitar player. He's pretty awesome. Um He's he's the homie. Yeah, he started out interning for me, and then you know uh, after he kind of graduated the internship program, he uh, wanted to work on music together. So we stayed, uh, you know, working on his record. He's got the drummer from the Goo Goo Dolls jumping on his record. Nice. That's um, sick. Shout out to Craig McIntyre, coolest dude ever. Hell yeah, man. God, the dude plays like a fucking 
animal, dude. He's like a straight up robot when he plays. That's so, dope. He hits like a monster, dude. I like, love dude. when drummers have oh, that God. fucking just power. <laughs> it's like those are my favorite kinds of drummers. <laughs> yeah, I was so honored to be in the room. We, we tracked uh, my homeboy Neil Engel. Shout out to Neil Engel. He did. He's sick. He's fucking tight. But he was there tracking them, and um, they did the bass and the drums, the rhythm sections to the music that uh, Andrew and I were working on. <laughs> so to watch that shit come together, and you know who else is on that record? Larissa Birdseye. You know Larissa. Larissa? I love Larissa Birdseye. She's yeah. on that record too. Nice, dude. I love her. I she want is. to get her on the podcast soon too. Actually, she's got. She's an amazing musician. She's dope. Yeah, yeah. she's got a phenomenal fucking voice. Those listening, check out Larissa Birdseye. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was really nice to have her in the studio. She's such a joy to work with. She's so fun. She seems like a lot of fun, for and sure. So She's kill- funny as fuck. <laughs> you want to know the truth about Larissa? She's so fucking good at singing, dude. She came into that studio and knocked it out of the park in like an hour, dude. I was fucking floored. But I had I was not surprised. I knew that she would. I was going to say, she seems like the she type that would just come in there and just did with thing. big dick swinging and just oh, fucking dude. forget about it. <laughs> she did her motherfucking job. You know, she fucking that's, that's so great whenever you're working with people like that, that come in and they just want to fucking grind and get it done. Like, that's always, like, such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, she was perfect for the party. She was awesome. And then, um, yeah, it's a little different than some of the stuff she normally does. But, yeah, I mean, being a... I think it, there's a certain... L- you you got to be skilled if you can come into a project, you know, and add to somebody else's vision like that. You yeah. know, I've done backup vocals for a lot of people. I've added vocals to a lot of people's music, you know, and nobody would ever know. Mm. Like, there's that track by Primo C, Put It Up. I'm humming in the back of the whole beat that I made for him is just me humming and playing acoustic guitar like that's all me. Nobody would ever fucking know that unless they that's heard that crazy. tag in the beginning that says, damn, Echo, you a savage. But that, it's like you wouldn't know that I, that's me singing or anything. Maybe you would. Maybe you would guess that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know where I was going with that. This weed is pretty powerful. Isn't it good? Do you want to hit it again? Do I? <laughs> Yeah. One more time. There you go. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. <laughs> That's awesome. How did you come up with the name Echo the Savage anyway? After you hit that, go ahead. Bud. I was listening to um, fucking that dude who does the Midnight Gospel. Oh, um, oh Duncan, my God. Duncan Trussell. Duncan, yeah, Duncan Trussell. Yeah. He was like, hey, man, we're all just listening to Echoes of Savages, man. Does that trip you out, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa, yeah, that's tripping me out. It's like... You That's know. a cool story. <laughs> yeah. And plus, you know, I'm indigenous. I'm Filipino. You know, people refer to us as savages. Mm-hmm. You know, something kind of fucked up. But I mean, I'll own it. I mean, because I'm beast. I do that shit for real. Like, I feel like as far as the music goes, like, I, I, I'm at this point now. I didn't know if I would get there. If I was able to just tell my 16 year old self, like, hey, if you do this, one day you'll sound how you sound now. So just keep doing it. I mean, oh God, dude. I wasn't thinking about all this shit that I'm thinking about now. Like, how am I going to do the next thing? What is it going to be like? I would have been so happy just to know that mm-hmm. I'm about to fucking sound exactly how I want to sound. And it's about to hit. But which, which, which actually is a really great tie in to what you were saying earlier about, you know, having that, uh, you know, encouraging someone who's a musical you know, who has that musical capability and encouraging them because what there's so many of us that could have used that voice really earlier on that could have said, Hey, you know, what you got is what you got is good. So do it this way instead, you know? And that's why it's really important for like people that have been through that to be those voices, you know, mm-hmm. because we like, I'm the exact same way. If somebody were to have like, you know, pulled me aside and said, Hey, you know, if you were to do things this way or this way, you could actually do a lot better, you know, instead of having to go through all the trial and error 
at such a young age and then you know uh, which can be good for you for sure, but it's really nice to have that uh, voice to kind of boost your confidence a little bit, especially if you were in a, a position like I was and what it kind of sounds like you were, where you it took you a while to kind of fully come into like that aspect of yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like at some point trauma defined a lot of the personality that I actually like about myself, you know, and. It's a weird one. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but at the same person, it's where my art comes from is pain, personal pain, which mm. is, there is a lot of. And, yeah. you know, I won't get into it. You can check the lyrics out, but, you there know you what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, we deal with shit, man. We For go sure. through shit. And I use it as a way to literally just fucking unburden myself and just like, you know. And and, then, and facing those things head on is so like important too, and to be able to like uh, you know recognize those things as the attributes of who you are today. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's just like making a song makes it easier for me to be alive in a weird way. It's my coping mechanism, I no, guess is definitely. the best way to put it. So. For sure, like and uh, that that yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, I can definitely hear it in your music. Like, I can definitely hear there's a lot of emotional drive to it. It doesn't sound like something you're just you know it, just doing half-assed. Like, mm. there's there's a lot of passion that goes into it for sure. Which I you know, which is one thing I really respected about you. Which is one reason I reached out to you. No well, thanks, I mean, man. Yeah, and and, and then nice I for you to say I freaking looked into your music and everything like that, and I was like, this is fucking sick. And I like that you you cover so many bases because you definitely seem like more of a producer. And so, and I saw that you freaking produced a Billboard charting song too. Oh yeah, or was, a couple. Uh, well, I I was on the you know I was on the uh, what do you call it the. Uh um, mixing and the mastering side of things for a project with Mookie and Trav Frost. Some pretty cool shit that they were doing. We, you know, we had a very solid opportunity to, uh, um, you know, get up uh, and do something cool, you know? And you fucking did it, man. I saw that picture of you with your fucking <laughs> Imagine giant. Imagine you shoot a shot from half court and it happens to go in and game winning, in the game winning second. I love that, man. You know, that's what <laughs> that's that was. So, that's so <laughs> it's like, cool. Ooh, I just happened to do that. And then like, you know, I didn't know if it was going to go down for fucking like a year. I was just like, I completely forgot about it. And then it just happened. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> That's, okay, so cool. That's so cool. I was like, yeah, I totally was like, I totally had forgotten all about like that if that was going to happen. And so when it, I go to the studio one day and I have this giant fucking thing in the mail that came, I opened that shit up. I was like, holy hell, we did it. You're I had like, no, no idea. I was like, oh, my way. God, what is all this? I thought somebody was playing a joke on me. That's so cool, though, like that you were just basically like set it and forget it. And you were just kind of like, eh, whatever. You just kind of forgot all about it. And it's like in that, like, I, I like that you I love that reference of like shooting from half court and it goes in like that because it was just like a raw, just like, you just kind of hail married it. Right, right place, right time, I guess. You That's know what beautiful. I mean? That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, so. and, and well, and also you put in a lot of work, you know, in those moments and everything. Yeah, I just wanted to be ready. So. I try to stay ready. It sounds like it. But uh, with everything else going on right now, it's like, man, uh, I'm just mind blown how fast this year. Like, I could, it's one of those years that's going to go by really fast. I I have a gut feeling too. You know, it's Mm -hmm. going to be a quick one. Yeah. I got. There's a beautiful momentum in the air this year that I feel like. There's a really, really great momentum that I'm seeing from a lot of people. 
and it's 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 going to be exciting. I think people are becoming more industrious. I feel like yes, they're they're getting a little hundred percent wily. They want to they want to start building again. You yep. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Their hands are shaking. They're itching to just grab a hammer and start knocking away because like that's just the time it is. I feel like that's how it goes every winter. Is that it's uh, after after the uh, Christmas you know happens and. People start. It's still cold for <laughs> January and February. People are like, mm-hmm. you know, and the nights are shorter. But like, you have to get up earlier because you got to go to work, and you're just busting your fucking ass every day because it's like a, you know, what's the singer Slipknot and Stone Sour? What's that dude's name? Corey Taylor. Yeah, he said this one lyric. He's like, a summer spent is a winter earned. I forgot what song it's from, Ooh. but it's something he said. That's that fucking cut me. That's dude. fucking like, hard. You know, and if you look at the summer that I had, my guy, I had fucking wilded out. It was unruly, to say the least. Oh, really? <laughs> it was a good fucking time. And shout out to all the people that were there, you know. So, I mean, but now it's time to get back to work, dog. That's how it goes. I mm. fucking have to build this whole new studio again. I was up for hella late, like yesterday, just building, moving stuff. Stuff. Luckily, I you know it was just like I came in thankful as fuck today for my people because I was just telling you it's like these are our people that showed up and really just decided that hey my boy needs to move you know I'm gonna support him in this and be there for him and you know it's like yeah it may, warms my heart to know people like really actually care and want me to succeed and want to help out because it's, mm. it was a fucked up one to deal with I'm not even gonna front you know. Hard part is keeping it. It's funny Dr. Dre was on the Super Bowl because he also said something crazy. He's like, anybody could get it. Hard part is keeping it. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So a blow like this, that hurts. But, I mean, I am going to get through it. I did get through it. Now things are really popping off because what's planned bigger is going to be nuts. I'm going to be having a, another studio location set up in Vancouver. Nice. Right now I'm building this one and it's going to be fucking tight. I'm dude, super excited. Dude, so. I can't wait to fucking check it out, man. I would love to see it when it's all ready to go, man. Yeah, these dudes I hooked up with, man, they're sharp, you know? They're young, they're sharp though. And like I mean, I don't want to just fuck with anybody. These guys know what the fuck they're doing. That's awesome. So, you know, they they got a great engineer who makes cool beats. They're running sessions and, and really getting things done. So, I'm happy to share space with them and and you know, really take on bigger projects cuz now infrastructure baby we got more people we can all really get down and do the things that we need to do and there's a guy who runs the business there's a guy who runs the fucking you know sessions there's dudes who do photo and video and people manage products and we all help each other out and do the mixing and mastering we've got a guy for everything now and so i just feel real plugged in and you know gratitude that's awesome thank everybody for helping me because i don't think i would do this unless i had support so that's fucking awesome, man. I think that would be a beautiful place to sign off, man. And one thing that I like to ask people before we leave the show is um, what do you think uh, you'd want your message to the world to be? Spend time doing what you love and be a joy to others. And of service to others. Well put, man. And I don't want to Michael Scott it and keep going, but if you really keep going, I keep going forever. But we'll just leave it there. I love you that, Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, dude, that was awesome. Don't ever say anything to anyone <laughs> under any circumstances. Any circumstances. No matter how many... No matter what Never. they say. <laughs> under any circumstance. <laughs> I love that. And let oh, the people know where they can find you, bud. Getting a call from Scam Likely. 
Um, oh, he calls me all the time. Son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> him and Mr. Spam Risk. <laughs> uh, so Echo the Savage, spell how it sounds. Oh, last story real quick I want to tell you. Oh, this, yeah, let's do it, man. This girl at the club, she's like, what's your name? I'm like, Echo. And she's like, what? I'm like, it's Echo the Savage. She's like, what is that? I'm like, it's my, uh, it's my band name thing, so... She was like, oh, my God, that's cringe. It's like, what do you mean that's cringe? How rude are you? I just told you my name. Like, what you when she came up? up to me, she was like, I like your shirt. And I was like, thank you. I'm, you know, I'm just minding my own business. And then she came up to me. She's like, yeah, I really like your shirt. We were talking, and I just introduced myself. She goes, <laughs> she called my name cringe. It was so stupid, dude. How? <laughs> For one, don't be mean as fuck to people. No shit, right? What For a no, bitch thing I was to like, say. I was happy. I was so just fine. You know, minding my own business. <laughs> you walked up trying to hurt me. Why would you hurt me? You approached me? me and then you're a bitch? What the fuck? <laughs> so to add to the last thing is um, also don't be mean, motherfuckers. Be exactly. nice. Don't be a dick. It's, isn't that just like... Isn't it's that, so easy. It's so easy. Isn't that like the main concept of every religion on the planet is just don't be a dick? Yes. <laughs> you know? If only we could agree on what that actually means. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think most of us kind of understand it, though. Right. Most people know. And the ones that don't ruin it for everybody, right? Fucking dicks, man. Holy shit. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go. But okay, yeah. it's Echo the Savage. Spell how it sounds on all platforms. Dude, thank you so much for hanging out with me, man. This was a fucking blast, bro. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most, Joe, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. I'm